the Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, and joining me this episode and most episodes recently, <laughs> the, the, the host chair has not been rotating that much, uh, is Jake. How's it going, Jake? Hey, Pat. It's it's going well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we are fully in rainy season now in Seattle, which is my favorite. This is the weather I moved here for, so I like it when it gets when I wake up and it's rainy and gray outside, but I know it's not everybody's favorite. Me too. Me too. I like the sound of the rain overnight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. Wake up and have a cup of coffee and look at the, the trees blowing around and the, the rain coming down. It's, I, it, I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Me too. For sure. So today we're going to be talking about a few different, we'll see how many we get through, but we're going to be talking about a few different products just since we're getting into the holidays, I thought it would be a good time to talk a little bit about some pretty popular machines that maybe you'll be looking out for sales for, or just you've been eyeballing for gifts for yourself or for uh, for somebody on your list, and sort of talk through what kind of value they hold in 2021, and if there's still things that we would um, recommend. I mean, these are all products that we carry, so they're all things that are going to meet our standards for absolutely being worth your money. But, but we'll talk a little bit about where they fall kind of within our spectrum of, of products. Um, and, uh, and, and hopefully you'll leave with a, with an idea as to, um, some, some, where some things are at currently that have been around for a while or where some, uh, new products are that you might be interested in. Um, but before we do that, uh, has there been any new coffee or gear that you have been into this week jake um not necessarily new but i have been enjoying um so this week i've been enjoying a uh, drip brew because i switched over from cold brew when it gets a little colder this time of year Mm -hmm. and i've been doing verve's uh sermon on drip Mm, sure i actually have a subscription for that through us um and yeah it's been it's been really delicious nothing nothing new that i've been partaking in the last couple weeks but uh, new new coffee making process i guess for the for the season cool cool yeah i um i have uh i've been considering i usually use a super auto just because it's relatively quick and painless and um and, and i like the coffee that comes out of it pretty well um but i've been thinking about a switch to to a semi-automatic espresso machine mm-hmm. um so I've been messing around a lot with, uh, with, with some, um, stuff we have just coming down the pipe and with some, um, Escaso machines and stuff and, uh, having a lot of fun getting a little better at dialing in shots and stuff like that. That's something that I have always, like I've understood how to do it enough to explain it to somebody, but I'm not always the best at actually going through the mechanics of dialing shots. And so that's been fun to, to, to practice more and more. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming, um, across the espresso spectrum for, uh, for us and, and just more generally too. Uh, so that's been really cool to, to get into and spend more time with than I usually do. Yeah. Those, uh, they have been fun to, to, to play with and to dial in for sure. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, we're going to talk about a few different machines. I have um, 
like we've got a grinder lined up here we've got an espresso machine we've got a drip brewer maybe we'll get to uh, this kettle a little bit later uh, in the notes that I have here but I want to kick things off by talking about because it's this is a, a grinder that is highly beloved and we notably did not put it in our top three brew grinders this year and there was a reason for that so i wanted to talk a little bit about the brata encore to kick off our list of where these products are at in in 2021 we're calling we've we've called it still worth it question mark um i don't know if i like that title for the actual (laughs) segment but that's kind of what we're going for here is talk about whether they're still worth it so um brata encore kind of a legendary grinder um, historically very popular and, and considered like the best entry point for, for brew and slow, slow brew grinding. Um, what are, what do you think about this grinder just generally? So I, I like the Encore. It was actually my first grinder way back when, when I first started making coffee on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's definitely a solid entry level grinder. You know, it, it lacks some features that, that would be nice to have. Like there's no timer. You're basically just sitting there and waiting it, waiting for it to grind the beans that you want. But it, you know, it still does a great job. Um, I think it's uh, well built in terms of you know Baratza's support network too. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing too to keep in mind. Um, but yeah, overall pretty basic, but a nice step up from like a blade grinder. Absolutely, that's, I think that's where most people fall in line when they're getting an encore is like coming from a blade grinder to something more solid yeah and i think the um from that perspective there's a couple of i think the lack of timer probably hurts for a lot of people but i actually think it's it's a good practice to single dose your beans when you're Mm -hmm. kind of earlier in your um your your slow brew uh career or whatever like i think i think single dosing is when you are weighing out your beans your whole beans um, prior to putting them in the grinder and then you put them in the grinder and then you just grind through them uh and then you use all the grounds that you get in the end and i think that's um a good practice because it really gets you in the habit of weighing your beans and understanding ratios and stuff like that so i do uh like that aspect of the the encore just fine i don't really mind the the lack of timer for what it's doing but Mm -hmm. i but the timer does become a convenience feature as you start to get a little bit more um as you start to develop more in your taste and your and and your ability to um make a good cup of coffee because at a certain point you can go okay well i know that grinding on this grinder on this setting is going to take 16 seconds or whatever so that's what i i want it dialed in for uh and then you'll be just about there and especially especially if you're doing like press or drip brewing where the ratios can be a little less precise um you you might feel like you want that timer sooner so you don't have to just like either stand there and babysit it or 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 have a separate timer going to know exactly when you need to start and stop it so i think that that's um lack of timer doesn't kill it but it's not ideal and the big thing with it like you said um really solidly built grinder good performance and Baratza has a really good support network but the reason that we ultimately didn't include it in our uh, top three this year was because we recently saw a fairly big price hike. Um, this, like, I think it was like last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to and, and you know this is you may find it for different pricing, but um, that that increased price was kind of a blow for us. I think. Yeah, yeah. I um, 
I think now where it stands, like in terms of the market, there's maybe like better options because yeah. the price increase really put it up into kind of the more like Rebel Smart Grinder Pro range, which right. the Encore has always tried to deviate away from. Um, and yeah, that, that, that kind of brings it out of where it was, which was kind of you know, it it's, felt, it's a little above, yeah, it's a little above the temporary, the typical budget of, of a person switching from yeah, a blade grinder. And, and, you know, the thing about, for a lot of people that are switching to a burr grinder, um, I know this is true with a lot of friends that I have who ask me for advice on grinders. You tell them the price of something, like you tell them you need to spend around $100 and they're going to go, ooh, wow, that's a lot of money. That's not what I was expecting. Um I know for some people they hear, oh, hundred bucks, that's great. But for, I think the majority of people who are just getting into it, hundred dollars comes off as a lot for mm-hmm. a coffee grinder. Um, obviously we know that that's like the very low end of high quality coffee grinders in terms of pricing. Um, but now with the Encore being at like 170, before it was um, the kind of thing where I could usually like, I could say, yes, I know it's over hundred dollars, but it's it's very high quality. It works really well, and it's going to last you a really long time. Now, though, at 170, it's a little harder to convince people of that, especially when, when like you said, I mean, just looking at our lineup of grinders that we have, things we have, you know, something like the Chrono at 209 right now. That's a sale price, but. Um, it goes down to that price for sale fairly frequently, um, and normally retails for two forty nine. We've got, like you said, the Smart Grinder Pro at one ninety nine. I mean, if you're listening to this in a year, all these pricings could be different, um, which is why we don't usually talk about pricing on the videos. But here, um, it's just like the 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 Encore is starting to get up into pricing for more multi purpose or premium grinders. So it does become a little harder to recommend it as an entry level. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That's definitely where we're at in terms of positioning the Encore, for sure. And it's especially tough because, you know, there's things we've got like the Sola Scala, which is really good performance. I don't notice a a huge difference in performance between the Scala and the Encore personally. Um and the the Scala is regularly available for you know under a hundred bucks out the door, um, and so it's a little it maybe looks a little bit cheaper I guess than the Encore, but it's still built really well and it's going to offer really solid performance. That's that's almost that that's far as I'm concerned is on par with the Encore. I'm sure people would disagree with me, but um, I've used both quite a bit and I like them pretty equally in terms of their performance. And the Scala has a timer on it too, so um, th- that's kind of the difficulty I have in recommending the Encore as like one of the best grinders you could get as a starter grinder right now. Um, there's also things like the Capresso line, the Infinity Plus, and the um, the, the regular Infinity are both decent grinders, and they're kind of in that price range. The Oxo Brew is a pretty good grinder, and it's at right at 100 bucks. So that's kind of why we didn't end up including it in our top three. Yeah, yeah. I think the alternatives nowadays, in terms of like that under 100 or just just above a hundred dollar category, offer more creature comforts like the timer and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, while giving similar performance, um, you know, I would say that actually some of those grinders would offer a little bit better performance in terms of grinding speed. Yeah, um, for sure. 
that's that's one of the things with the encore is it's not it's not the fastest grinder in the world which you know if you're just brewing especially if you're just single dosing it doesn't matter too much but right um it is something to, to keep in mind if you're doing large batches yeah yeah so um definitely not like it's um a bad choice if you are really into single dosing and you don't want to jump up to one of the like minion brew grinders or you don't want to jump up to the virtuoso plus which is brought to this other grinder that's um i like more than the encore kind of given the pricing mm-hmm. um since the virtuoso plus is only like 80 dollars more than the encore at this point um but uh but so, so it's not like you're gonna go wrong by buying the encore at this point it's just there are more affordable options so it might not be the go-to for me anymore for what i recommend to someone who's just getting into it agreed for sure so next on the list uh, i have the breville barista express um, which is another long-standing classic in its field for sure yeah yeah and i have a soft spot for the barista express i really do um i appreciate all-in-one machines which is why i'm a big fan of like super automatics mm-hmm. but the barista express gets it done in the semi-auto form and it's kind of what breville has latched onto in the espresso market is like the all-in-one format you know they have this and more expensive barista options or the oracle options um, yeah and i think if you're if you're Wanting to start at home espresso and you don't have any equipment at home, like you don't have an espresso grinder, you don't have an espresso machine, this is this is still one of the go-to starter options for me. Because yeah. it, it ticks all the boxes, you know, you can program it, you can adjust settings, you can dial in your grind exactly how you want it. Um, and it's got pressurized and unpressurized baskets for, for when you want to experiment or you want it like an easier espresso shot yeah it's it's pretty wild like the only thing you really need to take this machine all the way is 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 like is maybe like a scale um Mm -hmm. for doing some weighing but otherwise the machine has so much to offer in terms of like just being a all-in-one one-stop shop you know it holds your tamper and everything like it's it's a really well-designed machine with a really good workflow i think and it is a really good place to kind of learn to get into espresso for sure um it's also just got stuff that it you wouldn't expect out of a machine in its price range it's like stuff like it has a pid controller for um the the temperatures and it's a little bit different than the pid controller you get on like really expensive machines it's not quite as as high quality but you still can modify the temperatures if you want to like experiment a little bit um and it has um like you said like it has like some programmability in terms of shot programming um and then it has the the built-in grinder works really really well with this specific machine which is nice so um yeah it's i i think it's still a really great entry point for anybody who's getting into espresso you might notice a little bit of performance not a little bit you'll notice a difference in performance if you compare something like this to like an escasso steel machine or a rocket espresso machine like it's not going to provide the same um sort of fidelity that those machines do and and power and and uh and stuff but 
it's really good for a starting point and it kind of fits everything together into one um, relatively compact package compared to larger machines and separate grinders. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, the grinder is, is super well built for the how the espresso machine performs. And that's really important is to match your grinder to the machine that you have. You know, we talk about that sometimes in videos and blog posts, but having a grinder that really works well with your machine and Breville does that really well. Like it's your, you can probably see differences if you've got a more expensive espresso grinder standalone and used it with the machine, but it's not so noticeable or such a big difference that it makes a big deal at the end of the day for the barista express itself. Um, I think one of the cons of like an all in one machine is that you're, you're stuck with the grinder that you have. Like yeah. If you wanted to get a more expensive grinder, you can totally do that. But then now you have this grinder attached to your machine For that sure. you're not using. And yeah. And um, I do think if you really want to get into like the performance end and, and you, you could get something like, um, like uh, a Solus machine or, or a different, um, like more entry level option, like the Bravo Bambino or something like that, and then pick up um, a grinder like the uh, Bravo Smart Grinder Pro or the Minion Note, and you're kind of in the same ballpark of pricing, but you might get a little bit better uh, espresso and have a little bit more um, performance than you would with the Barista Express because it is kind of an aging design in terms of its heating element and stuff like that. So and then you have that like independent grinder and brewer. So if you want to step up your grind, you can grow up to another grinder. And if you're ready for a better brewer, you can get another brewer and still use that grinder that you started with. So I think there's certainly an argument for doing it separately to start. Um, but you can't really go wrong if you, the Breeze Express is the perfect option for someone who isn't really interested in doing a um, upgrade or update in the next two or three years and they just want a machine that's going to last that long and give them solid performance at an entry level for that amount of time and then they want to go from there and just like fully upgrade to a better machine and grinder combo i think it's perfect for that person yeah definitely definitely it's it's very convenient to have that and you know it's a great starter learner or even machine if you just want something compact on your, on your yeah to, to to be clear too there's nothing wrong with with saying all I really want is a Barista Express. Like it makes sol- solid uh, espresso, and and its steam wand is not like particularly fast, but it w- works absolutely fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, well, the probably the last machine that we're going to talk about today, and then we will have a we'll have another episode like this probably before the holidays roll in in force. But um, I have here the the Technovore Mocha Master KBG 741, which is yeah. a really good drip brewer. Yeah, I, I like all the Technoform line. Um, and the KBG 741 is one that I've had at my home before, actually. Uh, and Technoforms, historically, they've been simple. You push a button and it works really, really well to make like the best drip coffee ever. And I think the KBG 741 still does that for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic drip brewer at this point. Um, it's like to me, when I think Technovorm, this is the visual style I think of. They have a few other different um, kind of form factors that do slightly different things, but uh, definitely the KBG uh, 741 is like the one that, that I would have wanted. Um, and it, uh, it performs really well. It's definitely a, like you kind of need to want the, uh, the coffee that the Technovorm brews, like it's, it's fairly distinct among drip brewers. And that comes partly from the fact that you can't, there's not a lot of programmability. It's not Mm -hmm. like the, the, um, the precision brewer from from Breville, where that brewer you can make it taste like a ton of different things because it has a ton of adjustability. The Technovorm is actually just going to kind of be this is the coffee it makes. But for most people, the coffee it makes is is really really good. I I love coffee from a Technovorm, and I don't really know anybody who doesn't like Technovorm coffee specifically. Um, so I think it's a really good option. the The only thing that makes that gives me a little bit of pause is that this year Technovorm also released the Mocha Master Select, um, which is basically an identical machine, but it swaps the hot plate timer button on the 741 for a half pot or full pot brewing switch. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's an option that I found very helpful when I was using one um, mm-hmm. in the office. Uh, basically, what it does is it slows down the water flow a little bit um, to give you that SCA certified brew time, but with a half pot, which is really hard. To, it's it sounds silly, like oh, I'll just put in half the amount of water into a regular brewer, which you can, but it, you can do, but yeah, but it's not technically you know, this up to the certified standards, because it will probably brew faster than you want. Generally, if you're doing a half pot, you find it a little bit weaker than you'd expect. That's at least in my findings. And Mm -hmm. the select really does a good job of slowing that down. So you get like that full extraction out of a, you know, five cups of coffee. I think it's definitely noticeable. And it's, um, it's definitely like, once you have brewed the half pot in the select, you kind of go, okay, well, it's hard to go back from this option because if I'm brewing for just myself, then a half pot is maybe a little bit more than I need, but it's not way more than I need. Like a full pot is. And then you, and, and you don't run into the issue that you run into with a single cup where you're, um, brewing. I've been there where I've used like a single cup brewer and three or four people want a cup of coffee. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm making three or four drip brews. In this case, you can just hit the full pot option and there you go. You got a full pot of coffee. Um, And I think that that consistency and flavor across the two options is really good. And and I don't personally think losing the timer for the hot plate that you had on the the original 741 is an issue uh, at all. Um, It doesn't. Yeah, me neither. Cause, cause you're going to drink the coffee or you're, or you're not like, you don't want to let it sit on a hot plate for, I think it's like, I don't even remember what the different, the switch options are. It's like, I think it's 45 and nine. It's, it's, it's like 45 and 90 or 45 and 120. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. But if you're, if you're leaving your coffee out for, you know, two hours, um, it's, it's the perfect excuse to get a select because you need to brew less coffee. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like I think the select has a 90 minute timer or something. Um, 
in the in the heating plate and but but then you're better off to just brew two half pots over the course of two hours if that's how you want to drink your coffee um so yeah hard, hard for me to to choose the 741 over the select but in general uh the kbgv line is still really good and so if you know you really want one of them and you can't get the select and and you and, and you don't really care that much about the half pot option then it's certainly still a fantastic drip brewer even if it's not uh not quite up to the select in my opinion for sure for sure yeah at the at the core they're very very similar it's just kind of what features and functionality you prefer and i guess you know we have we have a few more minutes here i'll we can hit this final one that i have here because i think it'll be pretty quick but i've i've also got the bonavita variable temperature kettle on my list um which is a another pretty long-standing kettle option in terms of um adjustable kettles um i know i've used this a ton i assume you have as well yeah i have actually have two of them at my house right yeah. now <laughs> yeah uh it is a this comes in a one liter and a 1.7 liter variant um that are both uh pretty much the same functionally uh and it's a pretty simple kettle it it, it it's uh got the temperature adjustment right on it which i think is a must-have i know some people prefer to just get uh, a a kettle that like goes straight to boiling or that you put on the stove and i get it but like having variable temperature in your kettle is something that you're definitely going to want for pour over and you're still going to be able to use it for even wider range of teas because there are teas that you don't want to pour boiling water on because they're more delicate so i think that part is totally worth it and um it also has multiple programmable settings, so you can just bounce through the temperatures that you've programmed in, which is, or that I think maybe come by default on it. I can't remember if you can actually adjust them. Um, uh, I believe I believe it comes by default, but I, yeah, I can't quite remember. But I know that they have like a wide range. It's like 170, yeah. 185 stepped up, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, uh, it is, it is a, I think it's still a really good option for, its price point um you know it's typically right around or under a hundred dollars depending on the price and the sale situation uh and it just functions really well yeah i do too um they yeah but basically it's it's pretty quick to heat up you know if you're doing like a larger batch it may be a little slower than some of the more powerful kettles out there but i don't really notice a difference uh the gooseneck works really well yep. for when i'm yep. doing pour overs it's a great design uh you know it's not as weighty i guess as some of the more expensive kettles like the base and the kettle itself maybe feel a little bit more inexpensive but that yeah. comes with the price point too like it, it totally. is less expensive uh yeah I, think- I don't notice a difference like functionally between that and like uh say a stag in terms of pour over quality for sure that makes i think like the 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 stag feels a lot nicer to use because it is a much more expensive and like premium product Mm -hmm. uh so definitely the like feel the handle and the weight and everything is really nice with the stag but um but certainly the bonavita is it, it 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 works just fine the handle can be a little plasticky and sometimes the buttons can feel a little bit mushy on the front but mm-hmm. they work fine and 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 i don't think you're going to notice it as a as a huge issue considering that it's you know a good 
chunk under the cost of a higher priced kettle like the stags um compared to some other adjustable kettles around the same price point you know there's oxo options there's um there's a there's a, a non gooseneck breville option that we've got and you know those are okay but i think that the combination of temperature control and the pre-programmed options and the gooseneck on the bonavita makes it one of the best kettles still to start with uh, when you're getting into pour over yeah, into me too. This is one of the only appliances that I use every single day. <laughs> is my kettle. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely a high note of a, of one to end on. So, like I said, we'll have uh, some more of these kind of probably one more of these sort of rundowns of a few different products uh, before we get into more of our holiday content. Uh, so, I hope it is helpful for you and that uh, you're you'll enjoy the next one as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. If you have any questions you'd like to hear about on the podcast, please feel free to drop us a line to questions at seattlecoffeegear.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know in a review on your podcast platform of choice. And for all of your coffee needs, be sure to check out seattlecoffeegear.com and head over to our blog and YouTube for more educational and informative content about all things coffee. Thanks for joining me, Jake. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, we'll see all of you next episode. Thank you.